Hey guys, welcome to Ronin Rabbit episode 103. This is a Usagi Yojimbo fan podcast. I am your host, Ed Moore, and be aware, here there be spoilers. You can find Teal Productions on Twitter if you want to tweet me, T-E-A-L. The Ronin Rabbit has a Google Plus page. On Facebook, I post the episodes on the Usagi Yojimbo Dojo page. BigTimeNoise.com slash Rabbit is the website and the email address, usagipodcast at gmail.com. Today, Usagi Yojimbo Volume 3, Issue 29 from Dark Horse Comics, dated May 1999, is the book. The story, The Courtesan, Part 2. Our dramatis personae include, but perhaps are not limited to, Miyamoto Usagi, who is our protagonist, of course. Lady Maple, Kotaro, and Yoshino, who we met last issue. Chamberlain Toyofuku and Inspector Ishida round out the major cast. Now, our story opens with a Tokagi sniffing around, running across the street to try to partake of something that has been dropped. Much I envision like the crows that you will see in the road congregating in between traffic to peck at roadkill. I know that's kind of disgusting, or maybe not, but that's, I mean, here in West Virginia, we, we actually legally can eat roadkill, but that's another, that's another topic. But traffic comes down the street as Usagi is running and spooks the Tokagi causing it to run off with a massive eek off to the side. He continues running until he gets to his uh, destination. He wants to see Lady Maple. And he beseeches, uh, let's see, what's her name? I'm sorry, Sei. S-E-I, Sei. Uh, Chan, as the pejorative. Uh, not pejorative, as the um, respect, I uh, the word escapes me, but there we go. Uh, and he tells her that he wants to, uh, she is um, Lady Maple's direct aide, more or less, wants to see Lady Maple. And she ushers Usagi into a room where he sits quietly in a very samurai kind of pose. He sits cross-legged with his sword in his hand held upright, point on the floor. Um, and, and we have seen that before, or I, I have seen it before in movies, uh, television shows. I'm not sure why Usaki is sitting that way, because l- moments later when Lady Maple arrives, he stands and does not have the sword in his hand. Apparently, he has put it back into his sash. Um, unknowing to us, it, it just kind of disappears. So I don't know why it was. he was drawn resting that way. He is not running with it, although he does take it out somewhere along the way as he's being shown to his to to the waiting room so perhaps that's a a more comfortable way than having it in the sash perhaps that's why he has it out either way lady maple arrives usagi has is is very flustered we see that running we see that as he's talking to chi and when lady maple gets there she sees it in his demeanor as well to kind of even things out to allow everyone to gather their breath, because she's kind of put off, too. She she was in another meeting. Um, Lady Maple is a courtesan, so I, I, I can only imagine what the other meeting was, okay? Um, so she has been pulled from that. She gets to Usagi. He's agitated. 
which I'm sure further agitates her because she has met Usagi previously and he was not like this. We uh, know as followers of his exploits that he doesn't get agitated very easily, but he is. So to calm things down, to even things out, Lady Maple offers to pour him some tea and, you know, goes through the process of pouring and preparing the tea, giving it to Usagi. And then in the midst of this, he breaks the news, at which point she drops the tea. So it's like all of that cool and calmness just completely disappears because someone has taken Yoshino, who Lady Maple knows is the guardian to Kotaro. Uh, And here in just a moment, we will find out why that's a big deal. So now she is massively agitated, asking him questions, rapid fire. Usagi's answering as completely or as in part as she allows him as the questions just keep coming to her mind. Finally, everyone gets that initial uh, adrenaline burst out of their system. We can see things are calming down. Lady Maple uh, tells her serpent to tell the merchant not only will she be tamed for a little while, which she passed the message on earlier, but now she will be uh, taken for the rest of the evening that she will be not to attend to him this evening. Instead, she is going to tell Usagi the story uh, about herself and about the child, Kotaro. And we see that Lady Maple was the daughter of a samurai uh, whose house fell upon hard times. And as such, she was sold to um, to one of the pleasure houses of the city, she says. And she started as a kitchen as kitchen help. Uh, perhaps we would know it if we were fans of medieval literature as a scullery maid and worked her way up to being taught to be a courtesan. She was uh, so apt, let's say, in her learning uh, that she was then taught to be an oiran, oiran, o-i-r-a-n, oiran, a first-class courtesan. And her, um, well, I have been told that I rival even those in the finest houses of the Yoshiwara district of Edo. Only the most prominent of men could afford my favors. Now, um, the, the courtesans uh, have a, a very long history uh, in Japan of many, many more things than I think our typical Western mind attributes to courtesans. So her her meaning there goes far and above uh, the physicalness that many associate with the position here in, in the West. But she was of such, such stature that she was frequented by Lord Yamahashi uh, to the extent that he became her exclusive client or she became his exclusive courtesan, whichever way you want to you wanna look at it, such that she eventually uh, was with child, she says, a lord's child. It's kept secret from everyone until eventually she went on a quote-unquote temple pilgrimage, at which time she was starting to show until the birth of the child. That was her pilgrimage period. Um, and that child was Kotaro. She gave the child to Yoshina, a nurse, to watch over the child so that it would be separate from those 
um, seeking the child because of his affiliation with Lord Yamahashi, but also separate from Lady Maple because she is a courtesan, and in order to ply her trade, she could not be known to be to, to have a child. So the child was uh, casually, I guess, adopted by Yoshino. Now uh, she is worried because the caretaker of the child has been kidnapped, undoubtedly, by people looking to do harm to Lord Yamahashi through the child Kataro. She finishes up her story by showing Usagi a fan, a silk fan that she carries. On the fan is imprinted ink prints of both of Kotaro's feet, along with Lord Yamahashi's acknowledgement that Kotaro is his child. So, in essence, the parentage birth certificate is there on the fan. I, I thought that was just a marvelous uh, way of providing the, um, the lineage of the child. Usagi says that he will find Yoshino, particularly now with the story, no matter what. All right, we cut to Yoshino, who has indeed been kidnapped and is being tortured as we watch by men affiliated with and accompanied by Chamberlain Toyofuku. Now, it seems Yamahashi has fallen ill, perhaps ill to the extent that he will not make it. So succession has now come into question. Um, if there is no heir, Chamberlain Toyofuku, with the assistance of the council, will be made lord. If not, then whomever is in bloodline will be made lord. That's why Toyofuku wants to find Kotaro. But Yoshina does not give him up. She's tortured for several panels, and before this, we see, um, but she, she gives up no information. We cut back to Usagi, who is not sure what to do to try to find Yoshino, so he's walking the town thinking and decides to go back to the quote-unquote scene of the crime where Yoshino was when she was captured. And he's looking around and looking around and thinks, or he doesn't think to himself, he says out loud, they must know I have Kotaro, I being Usagi, but they don't know who I am, only that I am staying at, and it dawns on him, Lady Maple's place is the connection. And he arrives in time to see Chi-san um, with several members of, the, of Lady Maple's entourage being carried uh, because they're injured. And she tells Usagi that a gang of hooded brigands, hooded, excuse me, brigands attacked the Lotus House and kidnapped Lady Maple. In the midst of their conversation, a young, uh, looks like rabbit, runs up and says, I was paid to Zenny to deliver this to the long-eared samurai staying at the Lotus House. Usagi says, that would be me. It's a note. says, bring the boy to the Torii Gate south of town at sunrise, or Lady Maple dies. Come alone. So, at that point, Usagi was contemplating getting the police involved, and he realizes, well, now I can't, because I have to do this by myself. We cut to the Torii, Torii Gate, and we see... Uh, Chamberlain Toyofuku with a Yoshino and Lady Maple tied up at the top of several flights of stairs uh, on the temple, the temple level, it being up a hill from the uh, pathway to it. 
and an entourage of on in this panel, eleven other men. Um, throughout the course of what ensues, um, there could only have been more men when you count how many Usagi dispatches and how many he fights. So uh, there was uh, throughout upwards to twenty to to two dozen men. <laughs> that Usagi had to contend with, as well as the Lord or the Chamberlain himself. Um, so we're here, you know. There's some banter among the men. Uh, Toyofuku is is poking and prodding Lady Maple and Yoshino as they're talking, and we see Usagi arrive on scene via Lone Wolf and Cub mythology. With that, I mean he is pushing a baby cart with Kotaro in it. The only thing missing is the big waving flag that uh, Lone Wolf used for that. So as they walk up, Usagi says, I have the, the boy here. And he holds the child up out of the baby carriage and says, release the women. The mother, Lady Maple, cries, tells Usagi to take Kotaro away, run, hide, flee. You know, she's just nearly hysterical. Um, the Chamberlain tells his men to attack Usagi. Usagi places the child down on the ground, turns the buggy over top of him, which um, the buggy itself, I've always marveled at the um, stern manufacture of the buggy, both here and as portrayed in Lone Wolf and Cub in the manga. Uh, it's my understanding that they also have done a movie treatment of several volumes of that, and I have never seen that to see what the cart is, how sternly it is made, but... Either way, he places the child there and prepares to defend his ground as man after man after wave after wave attack until uh, in the midst, the Chamberlain yells to go for the child in the carriage, not Usagi. So a couple of the men break away. Usagi chases them while he in turn is being chased. So the battle takes on a, a little bit different uh, uh, tomber. Uh, tenor, excuse me, wrong word, tenor there. And finally, as things proceed, the Chamberlain just is disgusted and decides that he will do what has to be done and go get the child. So he descends from the temple level down, walking through the men as he's telling them now to keep Usagi occupied as he, the Chamberlain, is going for the baby carriage. Um, Lady Maple is running down, yelling and screaming after him. Usagi is telling her to stay back. The child is safe. He'll be okay. The Chamberlain is coming up on the cart, flips it over, and as he delivers the killing blow, Lady Maple falls into the way and is instead felled by the killing blow. Usagi screams. Yoshino screams. Lady Maple is shown laying on the ground with a dead Lady Maple death's head floating up, as Mr. Sakai is wont to do. And I say that because it's wearing the same intricate hairdress that she is as the little skull floats up. Usagi screams out, finishes his fight, runs over to the Chamberlain, and kills him. As the remaining members of the uh, Chamberlain's entourage, two, four, six, eight men, after all that Usagi has killed. So perhaps there were upwards to 30 guys that he brought with him. <laughs> sees that the Chamberlain is dead and that all the rewards that they were promised will not come to be now. And for fear of facing a battle-maddened samurai, uh, they decide to turn tail and run. 
Usagi turns his attention to Yoshino, frees her. She is much distraught over the death of Lady Maple. And as she goes to retrieve the child Kotaro, she finds that it is not the child Kotaro, but a doll. So that is why Usagi was desperately trying to call Lady Maple off that the child is safe because the child wasn't even there. So it indeed was safe. Lady Maple sacrificed herself seemingly for nothing, but actually it was for the love of the child. So it was not a wasted sacrifice. She just was not aware. Usagi could not give away the secret or, you know, things would have turned quite another way. Um, Usagi and Yoshino make uh, the preparations for Lady Maple and her story and how it's uh, going to be recorded as to what happened because Kotaro cannot be in the story for reasons that we heard earlier, his, um, his lineage. It, it cannot be known. So in hiding Kotaro, she asks Usagi, well, what will happen if Yamahashi should die? And he tells her, well, if uh, Yamahashi recovers... Um, he will name a successor. If not, the Shogun will choose a successor for him. Either way, Kotaro will not be mixed up in that. He will be able to live the life of a child. Um, and we'll see here uh, in just a moment, uh, probably what's going to turn out to be a rather decent life after all. They say their goodbyes. On his way out of town, Usagi goes to visit Kotaro, and we see that he had been given unto the care of Inspector Ishida and his wife. When Usagi tells Ishida that the child has no parents, Ishida immediately says that um, adoption proceedings, he'll, he'll start them immediately. He and his wife had a child that had died like a year or so ago, so they were still freshly mourning the death of a child that I don't believe had been very old to begin with, so now they kind of get, get a restart, Ishida and his wife. So they're, they're happy about that. The epilogue, we see it's it's all silent, which I dig. I, I really enjoyed this story. I like this story a lot. This may be one of my favorite Usagi stories so far. Uh, but Usagi is walking. He stops on a bridge over a waterway, reaches in to his kimono, pulls out the fan that has proof of Kotaro's lineage. He kind of looks at it, looks up, and then flips it down into the waterway below the bridge for it to, you know, whatever, sink, float away, whatever, meaning that it is destroyed. And now Kotaro is the child that has been given unto Inspector Ishida for Ishida's care. And he will grow up uh, the child of a chief inspector of a police department of, of a village here. Now, we have some story notes that uh, Mr. Sakai gave us. One uh, set of notes involves the Torii and the other the pleasure quarters that were mentioned in Ido. He tells us the Torii Torii is the symbol and gate to a Shinto shrine. The sun is a symbol of Japan, and many early shrines were erected to Amaterasu, the sun goddess. The rooster is associated with the sun. Torii literally means bird perch. A live rooster was placed on a perch as an offering. After time, the perch itself came to symbolize the shrine and represents the division between the everyday world and the spiritual one. Some shrines, such as the Inari Shrine in Fushimi, have so many torii that they form long tunnels. The torii of the 
Itsukushima Shrine in Hiroshima Prefecture is regarded as one of the three great sites of Japan. The Yoshiwara district was the licensed pleasure quarters, and that's in quotes, of Edo. There was, this was the only area where brothels were permitted in the city so they could be controlled and regulated. The name originally meant Reed Plain, but later the characters used in writing the name were changed, though the pronunciation remained intact, so the name now meant Lucky Plain. The area was burnt down at least four times between 1617, the year it was founded, and 1643. As the city spread, Yoshiwara became embarrassingly close to the center, so it was moved to the eastern boundary, where it stayed until its dissolution after World War II. So with that, uh, we have some terms that Mr. Sakai gave us here. Uh, Samurai, which we're familiar with. Oiran, which is a first-class courtesan, zeni, which is uh, a currency, and the torii, which Mr. Sakai explained to us there as well. So with that, the next issue will be Usagi Jimbo Volume 3, Issue 30, from Dark Horse Comics, cover dated July 1999, and I didn't write the story title, so let me look here quickly and see if I can discern it. And it is entitled Tamashaguri, an Inspector Ishida mystery. So Inspector Ishida is turning out to be one of the more popular at this point, uh, not necessarily at the point of the of the writing of the book, but it was it was pretty known at that time. But by now, as I am sitting here speaking. Uh, Inspector Ishida is one of the top probably three or four characters that Mr. Sakai has come up with for Usagi to interact with. He's a very, very popular character. Thanks a lot, guys. After all of this is said and done and approximately 23 minutes, I appreciate your sticking with me. I hope you were entertained uh, for some period of time, and we'll stick around and wait for episode 104 to be entertained further. Ciao. The Ronin Rabbit Podcast is a Teal production, and as such, is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution, Non-Commercial, Non-Derivatives, 3.0, Unported License.